All right, man. Uh, welcome to the new world, I guess is the way to put it. Uh, this is episode nine of the Crow 777 live stream. Welcome, Jason. Good, Good afternoon, Crow. So it's uh, quite a new world from simply just the time we last did this live show. Uh, many things have changed. We'll get into that tonight. Um, you want to give any reports on your state, Jason? Well, we are. I think I'm Uh, I'm not getting it. Sounds clean to me. Okay, good. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, well, we, we seem to be... Uh, well, two, two things, things, really. Uh, they're, they're doing, doing a lockdown, lockdown tomorrow. tomorrow. The, the governor announced today that they, they don't, don't want anybody going, going out. But, but funny, funny enough, the uh, people, people are happy. happy. Everyone's, Everyone's out. out. Uh, all, all my neighbors, neighbors are just, just kind of chilling, hanging out. It's, it's all good. good. Nothing's bothering anybody. Um... <laughs> Yeah, <clears throat> kind of crazy. Well, where I am, um, everything seems normal. There's a lot of places closed, so that's not normal. But other than that, uh, people are coming and going. Um, the governor of this state, Rhode Island, has claimed there will be no lockdown or other words she used. But the, the fact that they're bringing it up means it's in the minds. Um as we move forward here, um, if people keep calm, cool, and collected, it'll probably be a good thing. Uh, it's hard to tell where this goes, but um, I considered whether I was going to talk about this or not. Um, the problem being is it's nearly impossible to use a search engine right now to confirm the things that matter. Really, the only way to get an inside window is to find people that have to do with industries that have a view of things. Um, it does look like maybe the government has merged with uh, corporations across the country. Some people might call that socialism or national socialism. I don't even know what to call it because we always had a weird relationship with government and corporation in this country anyhow. But the claim is, and this remains to be proven out 100%, is that the government has bought into industry all the way across the country. There are claims that the Federal Reserve has been loaning money or giving money at a clip that makes the last bailout a joke. In other words, that amount being passed every six hours or so. These are some of the claims. It is also claimed that the Federal Reserve is pouring American dollars into every other Federal Reserve in the world. Again, um, it's hard to know what's actually going on because the information systems, as you probably well know, it seems like what's happened is the censorship has dropped a lot. Search returns for people like me or Jason are more open than they have been, but getting anything that might even resemble news is damn near impossible. I mean, what would you say, Jason? Yes, I think I fixed the echo problem. I turned off the Jason bot. So anyway, let me uh, reiterate now that I figured out for some reason my monitor was on in OBS. I have no idea how that got turned on. But anyway, I should sound okay now, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for the zillions of pings there that there's an echo on my voice. I had to turn off the Jason bot. So <laughs> today we got the word that the governor is uh, doing a lockdown at 5 p.m. tomorrow. That's the state of Louisiana, in case anybody doesn't know where I'm at. But uh, <clears throat> we've been going out because I don't give a fajita and everybody seems cool. Like everyone in my neighborhood, they are not doing the six foot nonsense. You know, they're not playing Bigfoot hiding out in the woods. They are all hanging out, smiling, laughing, grilling, having a good time. The kids are all playing together. They don't give two flying figs. So now that being said, uh, going to the grocery store, uh, people are a little tense there. I, I, I do I do little social tests with people. I smile at them. I try and get them to you know just engage in some way, shape, or form. And people just when they're at the stores, they don't want anything to do with anything. So that's what I'm seeing here. So I get emails from all over the world. Um, it was pretty clear what we were being told in the news that places like Italy and Spain locked down quick. Um, I've got confirmation from people who live there. As a matter of fact, Alex Michael who wrote our intro music, <clears throat> is in one of those places. Uh, they are, in fact, locked down. There are drones coming down when people walk out of their house to tell them to go in, but it's a stark difference here in the United States. I have reports from all over Southern California. Everyone's out doing what they ever did, biking, jogging, hitting the beach. A lot of places closed, but nonetheless, middle of the country, similar things. Um, so that sense of normalcy is good, but um, we all know or most of us know that what started this is a smokescreen. Uh, 
And so what follows uh, will be interesting to see. And from my point of view, calm and normalcy are going to be the big things. Uh, if order gets lost, then I think things will go south real quick. So I think it's important for people to act like adults. Um, and as far as I can tell, that's what's going on everywhere. Yeah. The, the big thing to keep in mind is what we keep saying. Keep chill. There are obviously things going on. We don't know everything that's going on. That's for damn sure. So everyone just needs to relax, take it easy, don't freak out, don't buy all the toilet paper, please. Other people need some too. You know, that kind of thing. We're going to figure out what's going on here, and we're going to hopefully get it taken care of soon. Now, the more realistic side of this is I don't think this is a very real thing. I think that there's way more going on that they're blowing this out of proportion as opposed to there being a true epidemic, pandemic, whatever words you want to use. Well, um, we've been trying to create content that has some relevance to what's been going on. We've actually held shows. We've held a show that we have with Wayne McCroy for quite some time um, because of what blew up in the interim. And just for the record, uh, we reached out to Cal Washington today. He'll be joining us very soon to record an episode. And I think some of the things that Cal Washington has to offer are going to be critically important. We just recorded another show with Kurt Kallenbach. Um, we have one coming with James True. Um, so we're going to have a load of them, and I'm going to try to situate them. So as we release them, they're the most pertinent to whatever it is we're experiencing at that particular time. My hunch right now is that the Cal Washington episode uh, will be important. And if for no other reason... Um, I think his ideas about reversing liability or may end up being important ideas in the near future. It's hard to know, but I am dying. I don't know about you, Jason. I am dying to catch up with. Can you imagine the email that guy's been getting right now? <laughs> can, can you imagine what the Empower movement has been experiencing? It's like when I sent, I, I couldn't find his regular email, so I sent it to the website and told them it was me, they recognized me. I got an auto reply back saying, you're number 5,200 and something. We'll get right back to you. But anyhow. Let me address something I keep seeing pop up over and over and over again as politely as I can. Uh, we're asking if we can have Santos Bonacci on. Both Crow and I highly respect Santos and his work. He's phenomenal at it. But Santos will never be on an episode. And the most polite way I can put this is Santos does not know how to have a conversation he lectures. That's not what we do on Crow Triple Seven Radio. We have a conversation where we pass it back and forth between the participants. So Santos is never, ever going to be on with us because that's not the way he works. You know, back in the day, this was early on the internet. Uh, I appreciated the work he did with language, but I think it is safe to say um, that he won't be on our show. What we try to do is we try to find guests who work with the way we try to do things. And if they work well, as you can tell, they become recurring from time to time we have them back. Good examples of that are Ath and Comente. Even Kurt has become that. And by the way, we just recorded with Kurt. He's written another set of letters off. Um, it's actually quite a good show. Jason, have you edited that one yet? I have not. After spending two solid days of doing nothing but staring at editing screens, I wanted to give my brain a break and actually yeah. just do some research for a few days. Yeah, you know, as we got into the second hour, um, I kind of had an epiphany. Um, anyhow, you guys will just have to wait to see how that shakes out. Um, if I had to guess, Jason, um, I don't know. What do you think the next show up is going to be? The next show up is going to be Wayne McCroy, where we finally go over the mud, flood, and Tartaria things. And uh, it's not going to be what most people think it is. I, I know a lot of folks are into that, and it's not meant to go at them. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, but the, the ideas that the ideas are sound. Uh, yeah, they're sound, and they were arrived at independently. None of the three of us knew what the others were looking at. And <clears throat> you know how I am. I'll always go back to myth and the classics and the basic storylines that drive our world. And Wayne had done the same thing. And I think it demonstrates when certain language gets used, if you can tie it to myth, then you have a foundation to consider things from. Um, but also, uh, Wayne and Jason and I are working on another episode that will have Ovid. But let's pull back around to what's going on in the world right now. A lot of people are worried um, 
that the laws that were apparently passed 11 years ago to make it legal to force inoculation, a lot of people are very concerned about that. That's one of the reasons I want to have Cal back. Um, and these are important ideas and people should be thinking about it. Um, for my part, uh, I had to face this down as I was getting out of the Marine Corps. They wanted to give me a th three series shot for what they were calling swine encephalitis, if I remember correctly, and I refused it. I was only a short couple months from separating from the Marine Corps, and I was threatened with a court-martial. I was made to stand tall in front of the base commander, and we were a headquarters battalion. <clears throat> so that was a high-ranking high Marine. And I stood my ground, and I didn't get court-martialed, and I was the master of what was going into my veins. As a matter of fact, at that time, the inoculation, there was three inoculations, um, they were telling you flat out that it had never been tested or approved by any of the typical so-called American agencies that do that type of thing. The point here is um, you're either a living human being or you're not. You're either basically a farm animal that gets told what to do and you do it or you're a human being and you think about what you want for your human life. And I think that's what it's going to come down to here. Although it remains to see how far the reach, the push, and the just kind of dramatic shift goes, um, it's hard to tell. And by the way, a lot of other nations seem to be a hell of a lot more locked down, but you can notice, which is why I opened up saying what I did. <clears throat> it is quite possible that we've been nationalized. I just can't prove it yet. Yeah, that's really important. Uh, we need to keep a big eye on this. This is one of the things Crow and I have been talking about a lot, <clears throat> a lot the past few days, is that they might be taking us into some sort of, and, and these terms are, I'm using very loosely, some sort of socialist agenda here, that they could be taking us into a form of socialism. Socialism being that, that the corporations are intertwined with the government and all that. Something's not right, though. Uh, they're, they're, really, <laughs> they're really mucking with things. If they lock the entire country down for 30 days. I don't know how especially smaller businesses are going to survive, and this is one of my main concerns. Uh, it's great that places that have drive throughs and things like that can survive, and of course the big box stores can survive this. They can tighten their belts. and uh, the, the big box stores are this, <laughs> yeah, basically. Right. You know, they can, they you're, can, they you're, can you're, take care of themselves for a short amount of time. Uh, the, the worst case scenario being that they have to close a few locations, but they'll survive it if this, unless this goes on for some insane amount of time. It's the mom and pops that are getting squeezed out, of course, once again. Well, there's there's so many facets to this, and we have some good reports from people that are in the money industries. Um, if, in fact, it's true that it's been nationalized, then the other acts that we suspect have been passed um, that say things like the government can take over any business it wants for the good of the state. I mean, what, what does that kind of language sound like? But until we can confirm these things, we're in this weird position where we're sitting here wondering, did in fact our government, which was supposedly a republic, just change to some form of socialism? And by the way, when Jason set up this live stream, I always wait for it to come up in YouTube and I'm not logged in. An ad came up for Trump and socialism and there was a button that was worded very strangely it said something like take it um, but I've never seen anything like that so right now we're kind of in a limbo and you've got to wonder if the form of government has changed and they're just gonna keep doing what they always do because so many sleepy minds won't even notice but it does beg the question what's gonna happen with the elections uh, are we gonna play this election charade again or is it gonna be just done away with Hard to tell. It is hard to tell, but every election since people started getting a little uppity about things and, and challenging the government, it's always, oh, is this person going to stay in office? And it, I heard it with Bush, I heard it with Obama, and now we're starting to hear it currently. And I just don't, uh, I don't think so. They can't disrupt things too much or they really will have things out of control very quick because the bottom line is, let's be honest, a lot of people still have guns. That's true. Um, I wasn't going to go there. I guess I won't go there. But uh, the point is, is if things did get out of hand, that's when you lose all hope because ideas like martial law are implemented. There's been plenty of historical cases where the peace has been destabilized just so they could put in these kind of draconian measures. And I think that's the main thing to avoid. Um, when you have freedom of movement and some semblance of the ability to speak, there's things you can do. When that's removed, then you're basically done. 
Um, I don't know what's going to happen with the election or the other things, but I'm reasonably certain that what I've said about the Federal Reserve and about the government buying into industry, I think these things are true. And everybody's aware of the amount of debt that was everywhere. Um, Part of what's being claimed is that all that debt was bought up by the government, which is basically the government taking a stake in every business that had debt. And, of course, we see things like the debt being bought up and all that. That's when you know something's up, when the Federal Reserve is doing things that they don't normally do, when they're stepping in and all that kind of thing. Uh, I'd also like to know where the money is going to come from, where they're saying about stimulus checks and all that. It's great that they're they're, they're just they're just printing it. By yeah, the way. well, that, that's the thing. If that's indeed what they do, then that means however many more dollars are just going to be dumped into the market and that always has a kickback in that uh, it devalues it overall. So these things th- these things don't win. No, and uh, that's a whole other story, and I was commiserating on whether I'd talk about it. Um, that is a bit like a form of socialism. And let's get one thing straight. Most Americans have no idea what socialism is. And what we're talking about here probably is not very well described as just straight socialism. If you go to places like Norway, we have family there. They could be described as socialists. They live better than we do. They're taxed about 50%, but nonetheless, they get paid more. They get time off every year. They can travel. They just live better than we do. It's a fact. But what's going on here is something different. So when you consider that all these businesses were closed and the economy collapsed on a smokescreen, basically, and then they hand out money, um, is that a contract? If you If you take those checks and you cash them, have you agreed into a system? Uh, for my part, I won't be taking anything from anyone because um, I don't know and I'm not prepared to enter in, into contracts. Um, but there's a lot of things to consider about what's happening here. Right. The other thing I want to point out to people is if you can find out if somebody you know actually has this thing, that's that, that would be interesting because the only people I see having this stupid thing are celebrities, people who can get a lot of attention saying, oh, I got it, I got it. Well, the big bad beer bug doesn't seem to be getting anybody like Joe on the street kind of thing. You know what I'm you're picking up what I'm putting down here? Yeah, yeah, but you see, this is so ingenious because you can't even tell the difference between a flu and a cold. A doctor can't. Typically, if you're throwing That's up, true. we call it a flu. So the point I would make is how do you know people get sick every year around this time, starting in the winter up into spring, Um, So it's a bit ridiculous. Um, No one has any way to tell anything. And that's how well put together this all is. But more than anything, it's been based on fear. Um, I've seen so many fearful comments about they're going to make us do this and they're going to make us do that. It's very defeatist, the fearful mindset that I've been seeing, which is why a day or two ago I started posting. I'm getting reports that people are just hitting the beach and doing whatever they want and everything's cool and normalcy. Um, these are huge ideas. Where this goes, um, it's got to go somewhere. And by the way, uh, for those people that are not aware, today's the 22nd. Uh, the people who play numbers game understand that 22 was a big number in all this. They understand that numbers that make other numbers have a relation. Um, exactly 40 years ago today, the Georgia Guidestones were set up. Um, these things are all interconnected. And so when you know, the Georgia Guidestones are a strange thing. If you honestly acknowledge that they're there and you honestly acknowledge that they're in many language and you honestly acknowledge what the 10 supposed commandments on that is, it's not a joke. And when it's happening, it's 40th anniversary, which is, of course, multiples of two, the 22 idea on the 22nd. Uh, So many things that I could relate uh, in the numerical way. Uh, These things are not coincidences. So how serious is what's going on? How serious is it? And I don't think there's any way you can dismiss it as anything but extremely serious. By the way, I know people are always talking about the whole Q thing. And I get asked a lot. uh, This past live stream that uh, I did with Wayne, people were bombarding us about Q. And and I'll say now what I always say. The only Q I ever look at is the one that annoys Captain Picard. I don't believe in this Q thing. Should I say, I mean, I want to say, Jason, but you know I can't. Q is not real. That's all I can say. And I'm not guessing. It's just another put up, everybody. Um, I, I wish I could say more. I can't, unfortunately. 
But if you're buying into things, it's like this email that keeps going around every time we have a major event that all of a sudden Tom Hanks is getting arrested and all these. It's first of all, it's ridiculous. <laughs> so really, so really actors are getting arrested. Oh, boy, there's a big you know change in our world. Um, it's silliness. But what they're designed to do is to convince it, it's like a steam release. Everyone's got all this pent up kind of emotion and they read that somewhere in the world someone's actually trying to do something in steam you can hear it gets released but it's nonsense all of it is nonsense and people keep falling for it it shows up in my forums i get emails every time and i have to point out um that it's nonsense there's actually even a website called california arrest record or something like that that's perpetrating these ideas um but i wish i could tell you why but q is a put up it was always a put up just so you know somebody asked me who q really is and i said that's easy john delancey but anyway uh nikki thank you for the <laughs> 1999 british pounds that's very cool of you thank you so very much and if anybody doesn't get my joke john delancey is the actor who played q on star trek the next generation who annoyed captain picard uh, that's that's been my long running joke because I don't think Q is anything or anyone. And if you're going to bring up something so so ridiculous, I'm going to say something ridiculous. It is it is a bit ridiculous. Um, and you know, in the modern information age, for one thing, it would be impossible for anyone in the world who wasn't the ultra top secret hacker with their own internet connection to leak anything out anywhere. And if you think a VPN is an answer to that, you're sadly mistaken. Um, every operating system that has ever been released in this world, by law, had a backdoor put in it, just so you know. Um, so the idea that somehow some insider somewhere has been leaking information, it's laughable. Um, and by the way, even the logic of it. So what's that, a handful of people that could possibly know this information and nobody could figure out who it is of those handful of people? I mean, none of it works, but I know for a fact um, I, I, I'm not going to say more, Jason. I'll, I'll end up regretting it if I do. Right. That, the general consensus is we all think that it's nonsense, and we'll just leave it at that. Uh, is there, honestly, if there really was somebody doing that, I think they would have routed it out by now. Like, like let's, let's just use some common sense here. If somebody who was very high up with all those clearances and all that crap that you got to pass, and they were giving out information, I would think that they would have set this person up by now. And that's that. It's, you know, it, it, when it first started out, it's somebody close to the president. Really? Well, how many people can make that claim? Two, three, <laughs> four? And you can't figure out which one of them. It, I mean, it's it's all just nonsense. It's more it's more the idea that that powered Trump up. Everyone was convinced. Finally, we got a guy that's going to help us out. And in light of what's just happened, if you can't put together that every president in my lifetime was one of the cogs in the wheel that got us to where we are now, each one of them contributing, uh, then you're sadly delusional. And I don't know how to be polite about this. Even the most innocuous president that people like to hate on, like Jimmy Carter, there's a guy, couldn't get anything done, right? He was a weenie. Um, he was weak. <laughs> he was ineffectual. He was liberal. He was all the worlds we can throw at him. You know what? He stacked the government with trilateral commission members for the first time he started that. That's what Jimmy Carter did. That's one of the biggest sweeping changes in the history of our government when that began to go on. And he stacked it heavy, and it just got worse as we went down the line. So if you're still of a mind that red or blue is the answer, uh, you might as well just start drinking purple Kool-Aid because <laughs> you've kind of missed the point. Yep, that's just it. So just just let it go, folks. They're playing their parts as they're meant to. And come on, do we have to reiterate for the zillionth time? And I, I had this conversation with a nurse the other day. You don't vote for the president, folks. We, we tell you this over and over and over again, yet people still seem to forget their ninth grade civics courses. You don't vote for the president. You vote for the popular vote. That's it. Uh, who knows? Yeah, who knows what we do now? Um, it almost seems like they played their trump card while we were all biding our time, if you follow my nasty puns. Uh -huh. And by the way, this whole idea um, that's that's out there now, that somehow we've nash become social nationalists or nationalist socialists or whatever even the right words would be, um, well, you know what? <laughs> I guess I'm not... I'm not going to go down this road. I got to be careful, Jason. I've got so many people telling me things and I just better, I guess I'd better just back up. But the point, you know, I can make this point. 
who did who were they running with Biden? Bernie Sanders, right? He's a known socialist. Do you see what's going on here? Um, the ad that came on right before this. These are all little indicators that kind of point to what's being put out by people in the know right now might not be too far from the truth. And when you consider taking a place that's supposed to be the home of the free and the brave and going to socialism without the permission of the people, that's epic in its reach. It's kind of world shattering in its nuts and bolts of what just happened. Um, and I think people need to keep it in mind just how serious what's going on behind the scenes while everyone was afraid of the smokescreen, the change that's that's likely occurred here. Nicholas Brown, thank you for the 777. I see what you did there. He says, voluntarily daily mind gravy vaccinations, thanks to Jason and Crow. Well, you are <laughs> quite welcome for that, and we're going to keep it up. Yeah, we are. Um, it's kind of strange how the, I, I haven't heard, I've heard of one person having ads pulled, but censorship seems to have backed way off. Not only that, the other day, believe it or not, I'm not kidding, I saw three Crow 777 videos on the suggestion list. No it's way. Been a, I'm not kidding. It's <laughs> been almost a year since I've seen any of my videos on any suggestion list. And by the way, when I'm on the internet, I'm not logged in. Um, so, you know, a lot of people see things and they don't realize when you're logged in, everything you see is being geared to you as that person logged in. If you have a VPN and you're not logged in, you get maybe a slightly true review of things, but I'm not kidding you. I loaded one of my videos to review it to see how bad the back slap on the audio was on the UK thing we just did. And three Crow 777 videos were there in the list. And actually one of them was uh, pertaining to what's going on in the world right now. So I was a bit surprised. And we did do a continuity of government episode, by the way, a ways back, and it was funny. I We've done so much stuff that I am forgetting what we've done. And Rose started <laughs> reading it to me in the car. Uh, I don't remember if it was yesterday or the day before. And I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. We did that. 126. There we go. Episode 126, because she knows them all. But what anyway, that, check that out if you want to really... We, we broke it down. We broke down how continuity of government works. And we could definitely be looking at that kind of scenario or something along those lines. They've got these things in place and they have for a very long time. And we went and pulled a lot of the documents and tried to put it together. So there you, there you go. Well, it's funny. I just had people posting and I always, you know, I always have to ask Rose what episode was it. I remember this one till the end of time, episode 77, because it's when my YouTube channel got deleted and they huh. put the algorithm that scrub search returns from the millions down to a couple thousand. So I'll never forget 77. It was the first episode that did not run on YouTube because the censorship was so heavy. And uh, we were pretty sure we were going to be losing channels, which I did. For three weeks, my channel was deleted. It magically came back. But the point I would make is people are now reposting that episode which had to do with all the Las Vegas nonsense. And by the way, um, that is case in point. Uh, who was it? It was James, um, what's the name I'm looking for, came in and showed us the Macbeth tie-in. Oh, and Can James you think Alfred? Of it just, yeah, James Alfred um, did, because Paddock is the name of the demon familiar in the first scene of Macbeth. Um, I've been doing research on the Vatican, and put together to my satisfaction how masonry started, at least what, what we call masonry now. It's all linked to the Vatican. But apparently, everything to do with the Scottish Rites is connected to Macbeth, uh, even the JFK thing. And so when I look back at the time at James, Alfred, at James Alfred putting together that Paddock was the name of the demon familiar, where it, it basically the scene opens up, you're in a desert, it's dry, you know, and there's three, which I mean, it's a one-to-one -one match. Um, it goes to show you how long all this stuff has been in play. And um, I'm not kidding you. You've never had a president in your lifetime that wasn't part of the cog that took us to where we are now. And I think it's critical for people to kind of get behind those ideas because even now I'm seeing all this hope that somehow there's still a magical guy with a Superman cape that's coming to save us. And I say it all the time. Justice, it's just us at this point, I would say. Matthew Ross, thank you for the New Zealand $25. He says, we have virtual gambling now. They have the Ali Trophy, which has boxing matches versus Tyson and past greats that you can bet on. How about that? 
What? Wait, wait a minute. What does that mean? It's not even a real boxing match. It's virtual, just like virtual. I guess that means uh, computers beating the snot out of each other. I, I don't know. That's Ma- kind Matthew, of bizarre. Hit me up if you got more info on that, that's interesting. I also yeah. see a couple people saying they got shirts. Uh, let us know what you think of them because I'm always curious about that. Rose has a sweatshirt that she wears all the time, and it's been holding up fine. But kind of curious what everybody else thinks of the products uh, on Teespring. You know, when we used to have Cafe Press or whatever that place is that I really don't like, um, those shirts are okay, but I still haven't seen any of the shirts from the Teespring. Uh, Just a couple of pictures I sent you. I don't think you've ever seen one in person, right? Um, No, I've never seen one in person, although I do see David Weiss has a new shirt every week. Um, (laughs) Well, we love David Weiss. uh, By the way, check out his app. It's really cool. I'll be sitting there minding my own business and an email comes in and there's a black crow logo that says, I don't accept that. <laughs> and I'll start busting up. He has, a, he has a, a shirt for every occasion. He does. He's the one that came up with the, uh, the logo that I like to use for you now. The, uh, I, I don't accept that with the crow speaking. I, I just saw that for, you know, I saw it a long time ago. I didn't realize you were running it. I got to get a copy of that. I think it's funny. Uh, you, you're um, the one that sent it to me. You have it actually. I know. You know how many DM? It's like you. You were just saying about how many shows we've done. You can't remember, dude. In a single day, I can't even remember a particular email anymore. It's just too much to keep track of. And by the way, I'm an old dude. I still know dirt occasionally that's older than I am. But I learn by meeting people face to face. When I see an email address, that just goes in one eye and out the other. Um, it doesn't stick. Uh, in the same way. To me, an email is not like meeting a person, but for the younger generation, they see an email and they're, oh yeah, you're so-and-so, one, two, three. <laughs> I can't do that. So Matthew said that it's you can bet on eSports, so I'm assuming that's like a video game kind of thing. It's the only thing I could think of. That seems a little sketchy. Uh, couldn't you change the outcome depending on the, the betting you're seeing? <laughs> since Since the betting happens before the outcome is shown, I'm just saying. Hmm. Well, I don't know. That's, <laughs> I don't know if I would trust that. I'm not sure. I don't even, you know, I don't even trust the, uh, my wife and I went to Foxwoods when I was trying to take a couple days off and we don't really gamble, but I don't trust the digital machines one iota. And the reason is, is because I used to have connections um, with Vegas who would talk about how they would go in when the one-armed bandits were, were mechanical and how the, the state had to regulate to make sure that they weren't stacked, that the payout was what it was supposed to be. And I was laughing my ass off because with a computerized machine, the state can come in all its wants. It'll look fine on that day. As soon as they walk out the door, they push a button. It goes to whatever they want. Um, I don't know how you trust any of it. Um, glad... Okay. No, I was seeing feed. Yes, it's very easy to rig, he says. So, well, there you go. All right. Well, I actually had, I knew people who went in since they did digital because they were making the graphics, some of the 3D graphics early on, and they were making fun of the fact uh, that not only did the state announce when it was coming to do the inspection, so it was known in advance, but he was laughing at how easy it is to do whatever the hell you want um, since they announced when they'll be there in the first place. Eric, who's a, a friend of mine now who lives here in Louisiana, says, if I get a lay, layoff at the oil refinery tomorrow, we know it's getting mad in Louisiana. Oh, that's another thing. I heard the price for a barrel of crude went below 20 bucks or something like that. Yeah. Way below. Yeah. Well, I don't know what it is today because it's Sunday. I don't know if it changed. But, yeah, it, it had plummeted more than it was 15 years ago. Isn't that, That's just well, insane. One of the people that I was watching, um, and he's a money market guy, uh, considered in his line of duty, which is to work within the money markets as a private person, that oil was, when oil went below 27 bucks or something like that, it would be fair market value. That was his idea of fair market value, <laughs> but um, it's crazy to consider what's happening Well, I just pulled up the normal, here. whatever you call this, crude oil prices today. It says WTI crude is 22.63 which is down 328. So I guess that's it. Yeah, I'm going to check silver prices again right now because I've, <clears throat> I've been keeping a track of metals. <clears throat> so right now, an ounce of silver, uh, the spot price, for those of you who know what it is, it's 1263. So spot price means that's how the market is currently valuing an ounce. But right now, the premium to buy that $12 ounce of silver is more than the silver is worth. 
I'm not even kidding you. Um, I've got friends that work in this industry as well, and I've been watching what happens. It's Everything is manipulated. You can't just go buy silver at the value of silver. There's going to be a premium because someone has to sell it to you. But as silver went down, 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 the premium just went so high uh, that nobody's buying or a lot of people aren't buying. Well, in gold is the same thing, but man, with the way things are, is it even worth buying that stuff? I mean, that was always a, a safety net against the uh, the fiat currency crashing, but that's crashing too. And uh, and even the cryptos have been going up in value. So I don't know, man. It's hard to judge anything right at the moment. The stocks have crashed hard, so if you've got a ton of money, you could probably clean up once this thing blows over. A lot of people are saying that there's been a monetary and a system reset, and I don't think you can make that idea. But how in the hell do we prove it? Um, your search engines are, are just about useless right now unless you can figure out a clever way to get information that helps you get where you want. Um, to know people that work in certain have a good view of certain things you want to know is really the best way I know how. Um, but it, there is, in fact, some claims from some pretty heavy hitters uh, that the whole system has been reset and that they're going to play it off. One of the ideas is is that they're not even going to announce that anything's changed and see how long the sleepy masses take to catch on. You know, if you think about it, if any of this is true, that we did nationalize in some way, so it's something like socialism or whatever that's properly called, can you imagine the average American uh, who gets up and works nine to five, who's still proud of old glory, who's proud to be an American and a demo, you know, democratic nation, all these. Can you imagine the reaction of someone like that um, when they have to face, if it's proven true, uh, the things that have been said here? Um, I can't even begin to fathom what the outcome of that would be. Right. Now, there were some senators that are on record that dumped a whole pile of stocks right before any of this happened, uh, I think like a little over a month ago, but right after they, they supposedly got briefed. So I don't know if that's legal or not. That's <laughs> well, that's, it's nothing, nothing is legal about anything we've seen. It's all based on a lie to start with. That's what started the fear. But we know certainly before any of this kicked off, as a matter of fact, last episode we did before all this started, um, had a title on it that I just sent you guys yesterday because it was on the money. It said 2020 is going to be a big damn year according to the sky clock and there's going to be hyper change below. That was the episode before this happened. What we saw was something like 220 top placed CEOs jumping ship. That was so massive as to have no comparison in the history of the United States to have that many CEOs jump ship. But typically what happens when a CEO jumps ship, they cash in their stock, right? Pretty so funny. how in the hell? Yeah. So how in the hell did they all know? You see what we're saying here? This is like insider baseball, so blatantly obvious that I mean, how do you expect to get away with that unless you walk away with iron-fisted control somehow? I'm just saying. I think what a lot of people are definitely concerned about is that after all this, it's going to be almost like a post-September, you know what? event and that things just aren't going to go back to the way they were before this and that's the big thing to consider and to pay attention to and man don't don't let it drag you down but absolutely keep up you keep your eyes open you know holding yourself up and trying to be as normal as you can and watching out for your neighbor these are important things right now um, because if the fear gets overwhelming the order gets lost and when the order gets lost you know what follows and that is something that nobody wants to see I would imagine. Um, we've seen a lot of things um, that are scary, but if you look at those scary things and make them the be-all and the end-all, then you get sucked in and you start contributing. Um, it's exactly why I started sending emails saying, hey man, what's going on in Southern California? And I get other emails from different parts of the country. Everybody's out. Everything's closed, but everyone's out. So I started posting these things. I think this is critically important. And by the way, uh, here in Rhode Island, when they first started doing this social distancing and you got to close, I recognized in the language that it wasn't an order. And so the OSHA website proved what I was saying was true because I actually called a business that we frequent um, because they were going to be impacted. And I said, you know, um, these are only suggestions. And they said, I know I just got off the state OSHA website and it admits flat out that these are all suggested guidelines. And that's the thing. 
about a thinking individual and a reactionary individual. Because if you listen to the news and the language and the way it's being delivered, it sure as hell feels like dictate after dictate. But if you keep your head and say, wait a minute, listen to the language, go to OSHA, look around, then you begin to see that it's more of a setup for people to make decisions on their own. Um, and that's an important thing to keep in mind, because if you want to, you can go to the beach or do other normal things and not contribute to the kind of hyper madness. But I heard some beaches were actually getting cleared that people weren't allowed to go to them anymore. We don't have any here or I'd go check it out. But I can tell you that folks <clears throat> were out walking around on the uh, the levee area down by uh, just everything in, in, Miss, in by the Mississippi and New Orleans. People, Multiple people have told me that people are out walking there. And then here where we live in the Covington-Mandeville area, people are walking around down by the lakeshore. So they... They're not, they don't seem like they're, they're upset or anything like that. Everything, I don't know, man. It's just like, whatever. They're, they're just, that's, that's the attitude I'm seeing. People are laughing, acting normal. They're not shaking in their boots, thank goodness. Well, I mean, come on. Uh, my wife was even in the supermarket. The only thing that's abnormal is there's no toilet paper on the shelves and the pasta's all gone. But other than that, people <laughs> are out doing, doing what they do. But even that's kind of a tell, you know. How self-centered do you got to be? Um, to to go like clear all the shelves of something a necessity like toilet paper, and that goes to show uh, what a fearful mindset does. You can't even have a concern for the other people around you, and to some degree, fear is designed to do exactly like that—to cause trouble, um, to cause issues. Uh, the social distancing—that's not a fellow human being. That's something you got to be afraid of. It's all—it's beyond the pale, to be honest about it. You know, if you think logically, like humans have been together since the beginning of time, since humans have been here, um, if we were a threat to one another, what I just said couldn't be true. Um, we couldn't have spent all those however many thousands of years it's been together if we were a threat in the way we're being told we're a threat. Common sense, work it out. Supposedly a lot of this stuff isn't mandatory, though. That uh, Eric just said again that even, that, even what the governor what said saying. today is not mandatory. So... Unless the cops that's are going to start pulling though. people over, you know. Well, that's critical, Jason. Um, it's If you look at the language and for like workers, look at OSHA, it's not hard for someone to look and see that these are suggestions. Um, and if it's a suggestion, you don't have to worry about anything. You do whatever you want. It gets a little different when they're orders. Um, but even then, um, it depends on how many people fall in line and how many don't, I guess. Yeah, I suppose, but let's uh, let's let's keep everybody being cool to each other. You know, I mean, I don't think they're gonna bug you if you do get-togethers at your own house. How about that? Why don't you get together with folks in your own homes and have your own little meetings, if you want to call them that? Just be cool with each yeah. other. Why don't you try that? I think it's important. You know, if people like to go to the park, go to the park. As far as I know, at least where I am. Um, the governor here, and actually we have friends in Michigan, the governor there is assuring there's no lockdown. The weird part about that is to actually say the words, we're not going to do a lockdown, admits that that idea is out and about somewhere. So that's what's weird about it. But the point is, um, you should exercise your right to get out and interact and do all the things you want to do. Um, it, it, it injects normalcy in a time when a lot of people got scared quick, unfortunately. Although, to be honest with you, I think you got to be a pretty sleepy human being to be fooled at this point. I think most people have kind of snapped out of the spell. By the way, these aren't the kind of numbers that actually equate to the situation that they're saying. And I, I'm going to try and watch no. what language I use because I don't want things getting pulled. But looking at everything that's officially put out, and I've heard multiple people say this as well. This isn't just me saying it. These are not the kinds of numbers that justify the situation. So take that as you will. Yeah, even if it was all true, it's it's such an overreach. It's, you know, last time I looked, there were tw 20 presumptives here in my state. 20. It's like, really? You closed down every business. You crashed the economy. You shut all the schools because of 20 human beings. And uh, I think everybody knows that I don't accept that in the first place. But even if I was absolutely wrong in everything I'd ever said, really, that's what closes a state now? 20 human beings? I think everybody needs the T-shirt that says, I don't accept that. Let's get those I out don't, there in mass. I, <laughs> I don't accept that. We should. We should put some of those up on, uh, on Teespring. 
I don't accept that. Oh, I, I already, already made them. They're up there. Oh, they are. I didn't even realize I said it that much because I was laughing with David. And... <laughs> yes, that's thanks to uh, to our friend David Weiss. As soon as he sent those over, I was like, oh, I like that. That's going to be a T-shirt. <laughs> so what do you think the important takeaways are uh, before we get up on the top of the hour here, Jason? Uh, for me, normalization, going out, doing things, not being afraid, interacting with human beings. Um, those are the critical things for me. And not being a complete, you know what, and taking all the toilet paper <laughs> and leaving your neighbor without. Because exactly. let me tell you something, when you can no longer clean the booty, that's a real emergency. You know what really is? And that, we, uh, you know, we, we're, we're so... Oh, homogenized at this point. We're so used to our modern society. You, of course, you have your your small amount of people who know how to do things in nature. But for the most part, no toilet paper equals people going WTF. I don't know what to do. So we gotta we gotta just all all work together. You know, hopefully there's enough higher minded people out there, the kind of fo- awesome folks I see here every week. Let's uh, let's try and be as good to each other as we can. And again, I I do recommend doing small little get-togethers on, on the down low and try and just keep positive things get flowing to everyone as you can because here's the scary thing. We don't know if they're going to do something to the internet next. We don't know if they're going to start making things more difficult. Now, I don't think they'll take it down in one shot unless they're really doing something big, but they might make it kind of spotty, you know, like, the, oh, we're having trouble, everything's congested kind of nonsense. So we don't know what's going to happen, and we got to be careful about that. Well, right now, the Internet's a real-time thermometer, right? It's real-time feedback on how things are going. By the way, I just saw the greatest username ever, Scuba Maru. (laughs) That is so so spot on right now. Anyone who spent time in Japan will get it. Um, Anyhow, um, just so you know, almost every boat, like we call it USS this or that in Japan, uh, Maru, which means ocean or sea, is in the name. But anyhow... um, the, the internet right now is serving in ways that people have never considered. What it is, is it's a thermometer for those in charge. It gives them real-time feedback about what's going on in any area. As a matter of fact, uh, I may start teeing up to do a networking episode to show you how network science, where it started, um, some of the ideas behind network science, um, and what it allows to be deduced. It's it's actually kind of magical in what it allows people to know. But did you know the first law of networking science is birds of a feather flock together? Hmm. If there was no other thing you could gain from networking, that's a pretty damn important thing to have access to, isn't it? Uh, you know, instantly, if someone's red or blue or black or whatever they're into, um, birds of a feather flock together. That's not a suggested operating procedure. That is a law of network science, birds of a feather flock together. But we may go into this. It's ironic on the face of it because the guy who started the math for the networking science we have now uh, was attributed with having a problem that people in a certain city like to cross bridges and they wanted to know if there was a way to do their walk in the evening and not double back on any of the five or seven bridges. I forget how many. Um, and so he came up with the idea of nodes. Each landmass that the bridge went to became a node. And so the network became the walkways between the nodes. Uh, and it wasn't known at that time, but those ideas ended up mattering big time. And anyone who wants to know something critically important about the digital age, go take a look at what networking nodes and network science can show someone. And you'll begin to understand right now why there's probably no censorship because you could have no better kind of informative source than to have access to the stats on the internet as a whole. It gives you everything in real time, and it's not debatable. It's true. So we only got about 10 minutes left here. Maybe we should talk a little bit about what we're going to be doing this week. Okay. Uh, First of all, next thing up would be Wayne and myself. Uh, We're going to be doing trauma-based mind control a review and all that kind of thing because a lot of folks don't realize that that's kind of what's being done to us right now and we thought going through the history of that and having a good conversation about that topic in general might help folks be able to take the generic program that they use and apply it to our current situation and it might help them to understand what's going on and uh, well I'll leave it at that 
I don't want to, again, God, trying to watch my language. We want to make sure nothing gets pulled. Uh, my channel is at a whopping 14,000 now, and I want to keep that growing by uh, uh, <laughs> a, a snail trail. <laughs> yeah, it's almost impossible to build a, a channel from scratch anymore. Not not like in the heyday when I started, but on uh, the early in this week, we'll be recording with James True. Early in this week, we will also be getting Cal Washington back. Uh, both of those are going to be interesting. Uh, we already have a Kurt episode in the bag, but I think the main thing, Jason, is working out the best order to release any given episode, trying to help the current situation as much as we can with maybe some common sense if we're fortunate enough to have some we can offer. And the other thing I want to let everybody know is, as you've seen the, the past couple of weeks, if there's things going on and there's some important information that we think we need to get out to you folks, uh, we're going to do little short episodes and get them out to you. You know, Dr. Andy Kaufman is a fantastic dude, smart dude, and he's uh, usually willing to just come on as soon as he's got the time. He's he's uh, got a family and all that, too, so I'm sure he's busy, but he is very willing to take the time out when necessary to uh, help us all out. So. If you ever happen to come across him, uh, take a moment and say thank you, Andy, because he is a good dude. Well, it's funny. He had emailed me, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, maybe. Um, that's how we met him. Uh, by the time we had him on, I think he'd already done James True. Maybe yeah. he'd done it before the email. I don't remember. But the point is, is once he was on with us, um, he kind of hit the big time. A lot of people been reaching out to try to get him on. Um, it goes to show. Common sense is at a premium right now. And the other weird thing that's going on is we showed all this research that, to my mind, is provable about viruses, about germ theory. AIDS is a great example. We had two separate guests come on, didn't even know each other, uh, Dr. Kaufman and uh, Don and David. Didn't, had no idea of each other's work as far as I know. Uh, one of them had worked 10 years on a book and the other one was a medical doctor and a psychologist and they both found the same route to the AIDS epidemic and both attributed it to the poppers independently of each other. And these things really start to matter. But the point I'm making here is the common sense is at such a premium. When we posted these, I was worried, you know, is this stuff going to get censored? And then I realized this is just an adult conversation. You, even if you don't like what's being said, it is in fact an adult conversation. But the traffic almost everywhere went off the charts. As a matter of fact, the first time we ran Dr. Kaufman, uh, the server crashed three times that morning, just, just to make a fine point. By the way, uh, somebody who's been messaging me about some things going on locally said that uh, one of the hospitals is empty. There's no sick people. And this is not the only place that I've been hearing this about. So if there's all these sick people and there's all this stuff, I don't think there's uh, anything really going on for the most part. It, again, this seems like this is just massively overblown, overblown fear porn. Uh, not to mention that uh, the, the doctors a lot of times are being told to stand down, don't do anything, and just wait for the sick people. But there aren't any. Well, hardly. Anyway. I have firsthand experience. I got a. I got notified by the VA. They wanted to come look at my back for a procedure I had done months ago, and I said, "Well, I'm not really interested in coming in. It's going to be a madhouse there." And I was told right on the phone, "No, we're not busy at all. Um, we've got all these things in place." But right now, the news is actually saying they're out of medical supplies. Yet all the reports we're getting is that places are empty. I know certainly the VA in Providence, when they contacted me two days ago, uh, there was nobody there. They told me as much. Well, of course, we don't know everything, and we can't assume for every everyone everywhere. Right. But let's let's keep the, the, the lines of communication going, and we want to hear about stuff. So if there's really nothing going on, and the only people who are getting this stupid thing are celebrities, uh, well... That's a little bit of a head scratcher as to uh, what the reality just might be. But again, I got to watch what I say. Well, the only contagion I see is fear. Um, I'll be blunt <laughs> There about you it. go. The only uh, contagion um, is fear. That's uh, a T-shirt. Well, it's, it's the most contagious thing there is, as as has been proven here. Um, you know, you were referencing that that Star Wars Sith. Sith movie Star Wars where you know the princess says this is how liberty dies with thunderous applause in that movie that's an, a re-echoing of a cliche that says this is how freedom dies with a whimper not a roar or something like that is the old cliche that idea was based on but see that's what we're seeing here that movie seems to be echoing what we're living uh, a pre-echo if you will um, and it's hard to know, is this a dry run? Is there going to be more after this? Or are they going for all the marbles now? 
it's hard to know, but what's gone on here was based on non-truths. What's gone on here is breach of contract, breach of trust. Um, if, if you were raised in this country, you were led to believe that we had a government of the people, by the people, and for the people. And so there are people still living in this country today who take that to heart. Um, and so you can imagine what's going to happen if any of the kind of assumptions we've made are even anywhere near the mark, what kind of a, a ripple effect it will have when people are forced to come to realization. But again, um, it's hard to know anything for sure right now. Well, let's just say that George Lucas is not a stupid man and take out all the space wizards and silly stuff. And what he got left looks like a big old false flag operation to me over the course of three movies. Insider baseball always was. He was part of the new guard of Hollywood. They swapped them all in right around American Graffiti. They called them at the time the new kind of reckless generation coming into Hollywood. But there were five or six directors who ended up being the biggest deals. In there was Spielberg. In there was Lucas. In there was um, the rock and roll guy, Scorsese. Um, in there was Coppola. It's all it's all insider baseball. It always has been. And the research I've been doing recently, I don't even know how much of it I can put out right now, Jason, but it all centers around the Vatican because I really wanted to know, could I prove where the roots of modern Freemasonry came from? And I think I can do that now. But what I found along the way is enough to blow the damn top of your head off uh, for anyone who's been involved in Western religion of any kind. Um, it, it all started when I was talking to you, Jason, and I said, do you ever see the Sistine Chapel? You know, it's, it's okay art, but it's not great art. That's how this whole thing got me looking in that direction. Um, because I know people in my life right now that have more artistic ability. And at the time I was telling Jason, well, he was supposed to be a stone cutter and he was painting and all the stories we get. Mm. But just that one observation led me to discover things that I can demonstrate that are beyond the pale, and I hope sometime soon uh, we'll be able to put an episode together because it's astounding. Um, it truly, truly, all roads lead to Rome, and they always have. And in it, it, not even just the modern era is back as far as we can see. I would estimate all roads have lead to Rome. I'm not sure if we want to answer this right now, but S Frog says is asking, how does the Vatican tie into the Black Gelfs? You know, I got to be careful with my words here, um, but the Black Gelfs are not, they are related to a religion that most people wouldn't suspect that has a lot to do with banking. Okay? All these people seem to have a Masonic connection. All these people have a connection with the three city-states that we all know, the Vatican being one of them. Um, but I don't know how to say this right now without risking getting the content pulled. The point is, there's never been a time in the power circles where the very same banking interests, hint, 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 haven't had lock, stock, and barrel control or subverted control that was going on. Even though the powers that be thought they were in control, they actually were not. And the Sistine Chapel, here, I'll, I'll put one out right now. How is it that Catholicism is wholly built on the idea of the New Testament. That's all about Jesus. And even though they've done some weird things with the mother of Jesus, who's barely mentioned in the Bible, nonetheless, it's all about the New Testament. How come on the Sistine Chapel, there is only one female image that no one's even heard of that can be associated with the New Testament? Just to put a fine point on it. You start thinking about that, and your mind will start to get blown open every five minutes you go down this line of reasoning. Um, as we all know, every Masonic building is basically standing in for Solomon's temple, right? Did you know that the Sistine Chapel is a replica of Solomon's temple? Did you know that the word Vatican was taken from the place it was built, which was an old Etruscan graveyard named Vatican Hill, Vatican taking its name from like a goddess of death, that place was built on a graveyard. Now all the people who have followed into your lost at sea and you're without life, you start to see that the very place that started all that is built on a graveyard and named after basically an Etruscan death goddess. I mean, it goes on and on. I could go all night, Jason. I should stop. Well, we'll be addressing that at some point in the future completely, but that is going to do it for us. 
Anything you want to get in last points here before I play the music? Yeah, actually, um, be decent to each other. Yes. Have a concern for every living human being. If you see someone in need, stop your butt, whatever you're doing, and help them out. Critically important. Don't buy into this that if you touch another person, you're going to drop dead. Treat people with respect. Treat all living things with respect. Try to inject normalcy into a day. If you want to go to a beach, that's a normal thing to do by Jove, to make a pun. And by the way, the sky clock is saying some things right now. Right now, Mars, Jupiter, and Pluto have been big players. As a matter of fact, someone was telling me that the so-called sickness got renamed Karen. Anyone who knows anything will tell you that the god of the underworld has a moon named Charon. That's how it's spelled, but it's spelled Karen. This never ends. And by the way, check in on Athen Comente. Um, He does such a good job of not really blinking at everything that's going on but telling you everything that's being leveraged on right now but the main thing is be decent to each other be adults and keep calm no matter what that's what i would add yeah i'm gonna echo the same thing keep your higher mindedness about each other and if you do gotta go to the store and get stuff and be around people smile at them be cool to each other or uh to quote bill and ted be excellent to each other now, there's a good use for that. I never thought I'd hear that cliche come in handy. Well, part three is coming <clears throat> but, uh, soon. A friend of mine worked on the film. <laughs> oh, is that right? I, heard, I remember you told me about that. It's so funny. Isn't it funny how Hollywood can never come up with anything new? You know, remember the Jolie Pitt, Mr. and Mrs. Smith? Yeah. I recently found out that's the title of a movie from like the late 30s, early 40s, and there's nothing in common, yet for some reason they had to reuse the title. It never ends, man. I think this was being made because the fans asked for it, and it was one of those kinds of situations. You know what I mean? Are you you implying that the fans matter in some way? Well, when they're being funded in that way, that they actually got... Keanu and uh, Alex Winter together to to want to do it like they it was like a fan thing like they pushed it hard enough that they got enough money f- to fund it from what I understand anyway um, I didn't really ask my friend who works uh, he, I have a friend who lives in New Orleans does props and effects and things like that he's a really cool dude uh, I'm glad to have him as a friend because he, he just tells me interesting things sometimes but uh, he got to work on that and and said that everybody was really cool and, and all that should be coming out soon. So anyway, be excellent to each other. Keep your higher mind in this. I know you're going to have to interact with people no matter how much they say you have to stay at home. That's not completely enforced yet. So you, you're still you to be you. Just you're, you're always you to be you. you. You always have the ability to make a choice, and that should never be forgotten. By the way, when we get Cal, we have to ask him. We have to remember to ask him, Jason, are you entering into a contract if you accept a check from your government? Right. Anyhow, Very important. there it is, man. Cheers, everyone. Be excellent to each other. Good use for that cliche. <laughs> Knowing 